0: Hey guys. Not chipper enough? Hey guys!
1: Welcome to another episode of Pew Time with Tony. And Jackie. That was better.
0: Hi. It's been a rough
1: weekend. Yeah, it's been a long weekend.
0: Very long weekend. We did have fun though.
1: Had a ton of fun. We'll get to that in a little bit. But first, um, hey, if you guys haven't... So we don't... We don't get high points here in Illinois, at least not their pistols. We can get the rifles. And I'm almost inclined to buy a rifle because I have just discovered the glory that is their Facebook page.
0: The savagery.
1: It is amazing. Seriously, if you are a fan of memes, go there and enjoy.
0: It's fantastic. Don't go if you're sensitive because they are ruthless.
1: Yes. I mean, they turned the HK logo into an HP logo for High Point. They made it and they just put the caption up tagging HK and says, Suck our butts. It's
0: fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. They're like that, like, savage, raunchy girl on the block. You're like I don't know if I date her, but she's entertaining.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, just meme on meme on me. It, there, it's so good. Do yourself a favor and go read through them.
0: Yeah, I feel like our uh, stories are going to be flooded with screenshots. Yeah, so. enjoy, but definitely go and follow for yourself. Um. Well, outside of that, there is some more interesting gun news this week. Uh, VR-80s and VR-82s by Armscore. If you own both of them, you can submit for a $300 rebate uploading your serial numbers to their promotions
1: page. No, you have that wrong. If you buy a VR-80 or a VR-82... Anytime between June and September 30th, you qualify for a $100 rebate. If you own a VRF-14 and a VR-80.
0: Yep, screwed it up. Don't listen to me. <laughs> uh, so yeah, rebates on rebates. And the one one rebate is if you're buying it between this date and this date, and the other rebate is if you already own both of these. Right. Which is cool. So, if you already own a VR-80 and a vr RF fourteen, you can get a three hundred dollar rebate. That I read
1: correctly. <laughs> <laughs> I do kind of want their little uh, camo hunting package one they have. Yeah. Because you get the two round mag, so it makes it legal to hunt here. Mhm. Although I I did notice in the three gun world that it's gotten the nickname of the uh, VR maybe. <laughs>
0: funny that gun is so heavy and big it's heavy and big yeah maybe it's just because i'm so tiny i don't know like it's when i held it it was gigantic like we have a picture of me holding it and it's like it's just a floating head you can't see me behind the gun (laughs) it's it's it's
1: huge it is a big gun but yeah
0: it also didn't help that I had what the 9 or 11, 19, 19, 15, 17, humongous, insanely large, gigantic magazine sticking out of it. They also know the length have of my arm.
1: <laughs> uh, Dira, I think, is who makes most of the parts for him. They just came out with their own version of a drum mag. It's 21 rounds. Jesus. Oh, yes.
0: A 12 gauge. 12 gauge. Fantastic. Uh, Speaking of people that do shotguns, but also do other things, Mossberg has new variants of their MC2. Uh, These are MC2C optic ready with the Shield RMS footprint. So you can get them with just the standard white dot sights, MSRPing at 556, or the Tritium Pro sights 662, and those are both going to be cut with the optic ready.
1: Colt has introduced yet another snake gun, and this is a King Cobra in twenty-two long rifle.
0: Which, to the best of my knowledge, all of the ones that they're introducing were old models. I don't remember ever hearing of this gun. Is this is this a new one that came out it with? Is. Okay, so this never existed before. It's not a reintroduction of an old snake series. It's a brand new.
1: I mean, they had a snake series that was a twenty-two, but that was a Diamondback,
0: right? So I wonder if they're actually going to come out with the Diamondback.
1: I don't... Mm, or if
0: don't they're know. just going to, like, neigh to the Diamondback, the new 22 is the baby King Cobra.
1: I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, It is smart. They made it a 10-rounder, so good on them. Mm-hmm. And I believe it is available in a 4 and 6-inch in the same very, very polished stainless that is the King Cobra now. So. Um,
0: more wheel guns. Taurus has their 856 executive grade out. They've had their 856 out for, you know, a while. He, it went it's been
1: their flagship yeah. revolver forever. But now yeah. it has a, uh, I mean... I suppose this is supposed to be the equivalent of a Smith and Wesson Performance Center, Mm -hmm. but Taurus. Uh,
0: It comes in a satin stainless, uh, checkered walnut grips, hand-tuned trigger with a bobbed hammer, and all executive grade guns are made by one gunsmith each. So, which is, I mean, that's that's nice. You know, it's not assembly line. You know, one guy does it all. They and... are supposed
1: to be made, like, away from the other A-56s as well. Like, it's made a different area.
0: Hmm. Well, that's exciting. And a chamfered cylinder. Yes.
1: So, um, I'm not sure how I feel about this. I couldn't find an MSRP. I don't know if there's one out there already. Um, but I think they I, I think the number that I saw, but I couldn't confirm it. Was like around like seven or eight hundred dollars
0: for a tourist revolver. Is pretty,
1: yeah, pretty tall order. And another thing I hate with the exception of a pure competition revolver, why on God's green earth do you have a bobbed hammer on a full size four inch revolver?
0: Right
1: now, if it was like Jerry's gun for competition or any revolver shooter, you're never going to use single action. Mm-hmm. Cool. Why,
0: yeah, that's uh half the fun of shooting a full size revolver is shooting single action.
1: So, uh, continuing right. with Taurus, they have released another G3, another, and another one,
0: and another one.
1: Uh, it is the G3 Tactical, and I'm sure you can already envision what it looks like by me just saying that it's tan. Thread barrel, tall sights, and red dot ready.
0: So, their version tactical. of the FN Five Hundred
1: Nine. Uh, FN Five Hundred Nine uh, Springfield XDM Elite, or whatever they call it.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm saying the F- um, the FDE color just like screams FN Tactical.
1: Yeah. Uh, this has an MSRP of right around five hundred and eighty three dollars. I did find it funny, one of the marketing, I don't know if it was Taurus's photo <laughs> or not, but uh, they had this tactical model with an SRO on it, a mod light, flashlight, and a suppressor. All right. Pretty much all.
0: Each of those things is roughly the price of yeah, the gun itself.
1: Yep. <laughs> I mean, it looks cool. I will say at least it's on the G3. I think the G3 is a pretty good gun, actually. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's got a great trigger. Uh, it's passed a bunch of, I mean, I want say, like, official stress tests. I don't know what type of stress tests they've gone under. But, I mean, we've had one in our rental program at the shop since they first came out. I don't think that thing has been out for repair once.
1: Wow. Well. And it's shot a lot?
0: It seeds a lot of action.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've been thinking about buying one. I've been doing some research on some things to make it work for my specific needs, but...
0: Why don't you get rid of some of them SD9s
1: first, bruh? Maybe they're needed. Maybe they're
0: needed. They could go side by side, but, I mean, the SD9, even with Apex in it, like, the trigger's still not as good as the Taurus G3s. anyway (laughs) agree to disagree then i suppose fine and is that all for good news
1: um yes
0: (laughs) good okay so we left out on the closing note of taurus and that's that's where we leave you so enjoy those lasting thoughts Taraz. shooting sports segment
1: we get to talk about a match that we actually shot
0: what a fun weekend
1: yes, it was fantastic.
0: that's the difference between like fun and uh well uh, well meaning shot well, I did not
1: so we had a fantastic we week-
0: weekend fantastic.
1: Uh, I also did not shoot very well, uh, but let's run through the match results real quick, and uh, then we'll talk about
0: us. Yep. We have Carry Optics, first place, Trace Decker, second, Magnus Crone, and third, Dave Mann.
1: Mm-hmm. And of course, a special shout out to some of our Chicago guys John Kagowan for 17th, John Martello for 18th. Dave Del Rosario, 22nd. Larry Demore 27th. Uh, Manny from Manny Tuck Shooting, 33rd. And Angela Spile, 34th.
0: Yay, guys. Limited, uh, first place, Josh Peters, second, Chicagoland Hero, Steve Gelka. <sighs> Third place, Renlin Zhang.
1: Huge special shout-out for fifth-place finish to Uncle Joe Sanchez. Sixth
0: place, Brian Levy, mm-hmm. a.k.a.
1: Reds. Yep. Uh, I took 12th overall in Limited. Uh, our buddy Zach Sims was 15th. And that is it for a Limited. Open.
0: First place, Andrew Hyder. Second, Andrew Ducharme. Third, Max Klatt, also Chicago Land legend. Sixth place, special shout out, Albert Yao. Fourteenth, Eugene Choi. Oh, doo-doo-doo. unprepared. Oh, yes. Oh, uh, oh. Uh. The list is so long, my name's not on it. 42nd, Miss Jackie Salas. <laughs>
1: uh, PCC, first place, Caleb Smith. Second, Charles Parisi. Third place, Ryan Zembrzycki.
0: Zembrzycki. That's my guess.
1: I would have to say that this is... I, I would have expected more PCC shooters, if I'm honest.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There was as many PCC as production, which is the next one.
0: And that will be first place, Matt Krajniak. Second, Ezra Christensen. Third, Andrew Roddick, who we were squatted with.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, by the way, dude, congratulations on third. And he is one of the most composed shooters I've shot with in a long time. Like, we're all joking, having fun, and he's getting it on it. But when he gets up and shoot, he's just, like...
0: He is so in the zone. Yeah, he is he's so just focused. dialed in. And I will say, I think it was Bay 3 that we shot. It was our second-to-last stage. Mm-hmm. He shot it so effortless. I mean, like, no heavy breathing, no breaking a sweat, no looking like, you know jumbled and shifting directions like just so smooth one for one on the steel mini poppers back at the back of the bay an absolute animal and he took first in production on that stage nice he he shot very well
1: uh so this was our first time up to the brooklyn range
0: brooklyn sportsman's club in brooklyn michigan
1: yes uh, what a fantastic club.
0: I, I was, Beautiful. like, is equally impressed with the club as the staff. Yeah. And not just, like, the USPSA staff, like, the, the Brooklyn mm-hmm. staff as well that, like, ran the event and checked us in. And
1: So there is a little bit of driving. Uh, they do have tractors going to and from because the parking and clubhouse are pretty far away from the range. But the range layout is awesome. Mm -hmm. They have like a practical shooting like little slice of paradise. Now it is sand,
0: but that's okay. Well, those are their events bays. They have ten events bays and those are all the way all the way down at the end.
1: So they have five on each side. Every single bay has a canopy that's large enough for a full squad to be under. Mm -hmm. And in the center there are benches that are covered with canopies as well. Plenty of uh, Porter Johns, that's where they put the community. Water it was in the center, and it was just that's where you were. You went there, you you shot. They had a couple safe tables.
0: It reminded me of a small scale frost proof with right. layout. Yep, I absolutely loved it. Like super convenient, like everything outside of the clubhouse down the road that you got trolleyed back and forth to on a hayride, guys, a hayride. Mm -hmm. So all of you country folk that listen to us are like, what's the big deal? All you city folk are like, hayride, oh my god, that sounds like so much fun. It was, it was fantastic. Everything was easily accessible, super close, just tight and homey feeling. I loved it. Well, the match
1: ran so smooth. I mean, before lunch we were a half hour ahead of schedule, mm-hmm. so we started shooting at eight. We finished the entire match by like two thirty, three o'clock.
0: Yeah, originally on the schedule we were supposed to be starting our last stage at three thirty, and finishing at four fifteen. So we finished well ahead of schedule. We were yeah. an entire we we squeezed an entire stage in and still went an entire extra stage in and still went to lunch on time. Yeah was awesome. Very, very well ran. Very, very smooth. Amazing staff. Yep.
1: And thanks to all the sponsors. I know uh, I'm not going to remember everyone off the top of my head, but I know Chili. Uh,
0: GX Products.
1: GX Products. Trigicon. I'm sure there's a few more, but those are the ones that are sticking out in my head. Lots. Yes. Uh, thanks for everyone that did the match. It was... It was awesome. It was a great time, and I will definitely uh, be back. Area 5 is there next... coming up soon, really.
0: Yeah, uh, I think in a month. Yeah. Um. So that's it for shooting sports.
1: That is it for shooting sports.
0: How do you feel like you did? I know you said, you know, we both said, oh, we didn't do very well. You shot limited, obviously.
1: I did. I shot limited because Brian... Uh, Reds was wanting to shoot limited, so I was like, yeah, i shoot limited with you. Um, and actually, in the first three stages, uh, Joe, Brian, and myself were all very close to each other.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Within points. Like, a point. A few points here and there. And then it kind of just went downhill from there. <laughs> um, I don't know. I... <laughs> I don't want to blame my poor performance on my weekend. I had a pretty busy weekend. Um, I have not been up on my practice as much. That is going to change for Illinois. A couple of reasons. That'll be our last major of the year. And this will be the first time that I will be back at the Illinois section after breaking my foot.
0: In Devil's Hole.
1: In Devil's Hole range. In Havana. So, um, I think I earned all of my mistakes. I was very, um, I was very impatient. And then where I was patient, I shouldn't have been patient. Like on a certain max strat. Mm-hmm. I can't remember last time I actually hit uh, a, a no-shoot portion of a closing max trap. I was just like... When I saw it at the end, I'm like, you gotta be kidding me.
0: I also shot the no shoot in front of the max trap.
1: Um, I had a total, and the, oh God, this is so embarrassing to say, I had a total of 11 mics for the day.
0: Yeah, it's even just as embarrassing. I had the same number.
1: <laughs> but we also found out why you might have. Right. We uh, found out Black Betty. Wasn't zeroed, because once you changed your load around a little bit, you didn't re-zero. Yeah. Shame on you.
0: I adjusted the crimp, and I adjusted the powder. Yeah. And I tested, and everything ran well, but I never confirmed my zero. And that was, let's see, at 30 feet, I was about two and a half to three inches off. Yeah. So, at those mini poppers downrange, firing five rounds at them before I could make it go down. It explains a lot. <laughs> now the closer stuff that I screwed up on, I have no excuse because it couldn't have been off by that much for that like mm-hmm. little bit of it of it being off down you know sixty feet, you know twenty yards for a mini popper. Yep, that's there's a good reason why I missed those. Mm-hmm. I have no excuse for the other ones except I was I was being awfully sporty. Um, I've had it stuck in my head from someone maybe, <laughs> that uh, I need to, you know, trust my sights, I need to move, I need to, you know, my back's been feeling a lot better, I have better mobility, I need to be more aggressive behind the gun, and uh, I did, but then I, like, let all of my other things go out the window because I was like, go fast, go fast, go fast, go fast, don't suck, and uh, well, I went fast and I there was a lot of suck. <laughs> so hence 42nd place out of like 45
1: <laughs> what was it for the match for me looking forward to Illinois
0: I'm very much looking forward to Illinois I'm, uh, I'm excited to get uh, a couple more locals under the belt before okay. we go to Illinois and uh you'd be good. classified classified yeah yeah I'll definitely be in d class for sure <laughs> so i've only i've got all d class on record so far, <clears throat> so looking forward to getting out of d class and open
1: uh would you get some questions?
0: We did we got a few of them
1: uh first one here I saw a croissant regard m c that looks identical to the ninety two f s for four hundred should I buy it? Uh, yes. Yes, you should.
0: And why is that?
1: Because I have one and I like it a lot.
0: Yes. Yes, you do. A lot, a lot. It is... Well, you've, you've done quite a bit to it to tune it up a little. Mm-hmm. But even without that, you, you enjoyed shooting it. I did. Before
1: the upgrades. hmm I carried it. I did a lot with that gun. And a little uh, sneak peek it handles Major very well. It does. Very, very well.
0: Oh, Black Betty Ammo, go bye bye. This one I absolutely love. I'm loving this question. First, it's coming in from Brian, Red What is your preferred division, and why is it carry optics? (laughs) Which is most ironic, considering the two of you a year ago were both exclusively shooting carry optics. Um, And now you both shot a match together shooting limited.
1: (laughs) Yeah, um... Brian was going to shoot limited this year anyway. He made that decision a while ago. Mm-hmm. And I was going back and forth. I played with the 320 and I got a chance to make it a limited gun. So I did it. And then Brian was shooting. I was like, you know We're not going to get to sh- shoot together very often. So let's kind of go head to head against it. And he's like, oh well, yeah, why don't you shoot limited? And he kept bugging me and bugging me and shooting, shoot limited, shoot limited. Well, all right, I'll shoot limited. Uh, He learned a lot from it. I learned a lot going back to 40, Uh, granted with a different platform, uh, but I think we are both very much looking to um, go back to carry optics. (laughs) I know he's going to finish out the year in limited. I cannot say I'm going to do the same. (laughs) Um, Matter of fact, my limited gun upper is already torn apart, and it's in a box with all the 40 mags tucked away somewhere. So, With the uh,
0: 40 mags, does that mean it's in an ammo can?
1: Funny. And yes. <laughs> uh, when are we going to shoot the shit on the podcast? That's from our buddy Noel. Uh, soon. Very soon. Definitely. What's more relevant? Amount... What is more relevant at a local match? Amount of stages or the quality of stages?
0: I would say quality.
1: So, it's hard for me to answer this as an either or. Because on one side, I would love to say, hey, they need to be quality stages all the time. One, that's hard to do. To you know, quality, I don't want to say it is subjective. It is, though. Yeah, it's a lot. And here's the flip side argument for me. If you have a ton of stages, you give people that love the sport, that may not be able to live live fire practice or practice at all outside of a static range. Different challenges and different a bunch of different more looks and different views. So that's one way. Now you can still do those and have a quality stage. But if you had to pick between the two, I think it gets a little harder. And I would say uh, definitely quality. Mm -hmm. But always get my vote over the quantity.
0: Right.
1: Now, I would say that you may have to lower your standards of quality if, like, I can only build three stages when you should be putting on at least six. Like, right. maybe shave a little quality on I mean, here right. and give some. Quantity. Yeah.
0: Well, so the state championship, ten, ro- 10 stages. Do you feel like that's average?
1: Or is that low? Um. No, I'd say that's about on par with what, like, a state is.
0: They're not usually, like, up in the teens?
1: No, I would say anywhere between, like, 10 to 14 to me is, like, a section.
0: Okay. I was only thinking, like, back to the one we just shot in Michigan. Like, they were good quality stages. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of dynamic. there. It wasn't, like, a cookie-cutter... You know, oh, this one see This one reminds me of the one we just shot. Like nothing. Like it was. They were all very different. There was a lot of really interesting stage designs.
1: Yeah, I mean, they had uh, plenty of options, and there was a lot of good, a lot of good shooting in a very short time. Mm-hmm. But I don't think anyone complained about that.
0: No, no. Like,
1: and I think that's the beauty of it. Like, they were fantastic stages,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we were done quick, and it was just kind of good all the way around i think that's awesome
0: yeah yeah that's really good i mean it's and you look at like like there was one with a part-time right and there were you know how many stages can you go and and shoot where you're like wow that was like one of the most fun and like adrenaline rush stages of the whole day and if you were lucky you squeezed off 10 rounds
1: Yeah, you
0: know, there's twelve possible, you know, twelve possible hits. Mm -hmm. If you were able to get all of them off in six and a half seconds, it was was just a different dynamic to it. You know, even the lower round count on that, like the adrenaline, the fun, the competitive. Every single person in that shot was like, "Oh, what was my score? What was my score? Oh, what did you get? What did you get?" Mm -hmm. It was, it was very, it was very fun, very sporty.
1: So you would also say quality?
0: I would also say quality. Okay.
1: Uh, who is the wizard? I have no fucking clue what you're talking about. Uh, Text me.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was submitted on uh, in our stories when we had posted our group photo. So we slowly went through each person and we're like, could this be the wizard? Could this be the wizard? I have no idea.
1: I don't know. Uh, and I, final question, and this has been going around in my head for a while, and I've had a couple of talks with other people and some customers. Do you think Taurus has overcome its bad reputation? So, I think everyone can agree, through the 90s and the aughts, uh, Taurus didn't have the best reputation for building quality firearms. Right. Um, They were kind of shit. But I think most people can also agree that in recent times, especially with the G3s, whether it be the C or the full-size, and now the tactical.
0: Or the X or the XL.
1: Right. (laughs) The um, GX-4, the TX-22. Like, they're starting to make some very good guns. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you were just saying that your guys' rental has been, you know, thoroughly used. yeah, Borderline abused. Still gets cleaned regularly and oiled regularly, but...
0: Yeah, it goes through maintenance just like all the other ones do.
1: Right. But now we're talking, like... So we're talking three good models. The Revolvers aren't that bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I still think they lack the refinement that is of like a Smith or a Ruger. Um, but they're not bad.
0: They've defi- definitely come a long way from their older ones. Yes. Now, their older ones we used to see a lot go back.
1: Yeah. So... Do... Do you think they've overcome their bad reputation? Or, you know, what's your thoughts? Are they still teetering on it? Do they have more to prove?
0: I think that they are in the process of proving themselves. I think that, you know, things on their line like the Spectre, the 709, the things that they're slowly pulling off Mm -hmm. and putting these better performing guns on their line is like... And I'm not sure what the turning point was. I think the G3, the full-size G3 was the turning point or the G3C when the G3C came out. Yeah. I think that was like their turning point gun. That was the first gun that I was like, "Mm, you know what? I, if I was to buy one Taurus, it would be that. Like if I was going to own a Taurus, it would be the G3C. And then they came out with all the new ones and I'm like, oh, these are, these are all just as fantastic, just more options. Now they've got their tactical and they got their, you know, the TX-22 and these guns are performing great. Mm-hmm. I th- I do think they are, you know, there are a few old models being pulled from being a good reputable company.
1: So I kind of started to compare them to where Kanic was. And I think Canic kind of started to pave the way for smaller, more budget companies to flourish into a respectable, durable, reliable brands. Mm-hmm. You know, way back when, you could pick up Canics brand new for $3, three fifty. 3 mm-hmm.
0: dollars
1: No, you can still get like their... Their DAs and their, yeah, their SAs. Yeah, DAs for like you know 350 400 bucks Mm -hmm. but they have still gone up in price but you can also buy a canic for 800 something yeah with you know the salient barrel and all this other stuff again but they've had this reputation of just being a really good gun Mm -hmm. used in competition used in i think they have some contracts throughout the world you know has taurus started to catch on and go Hey, you know, if we put a little more money towards a really good product, we can start to push it. That G3 Tactical is a perfect example. Mm -hmm. Um, Money-wise, it's up there. Or that new executive grade. You know, those are up there and they have a lot to prove. Is it, you know, I don't think you can continue to press forward while you still make G2Cs.
0: Right. And they need to pull those from their line.
1: I think the G3 is a good upgrade. You know, I've been, I have been thinking about getting a uh, what they would consider their full size G3, mm-hmm. just for testing, just to try it out. You know, I've always gone through, and done the budget gun thing, just to test and see what's out there. My Garcon pass, passes with flying colors. The sd 9 as controversial as it is, is a reliable gun, mm-hmm. and. I mean, it is a good gun for the price. Yeah. Canics are the same way. Canics just don't fit my hand. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd have one, and everyone knows those are good. Yeah. It's more along the lines of, hey, what is...
0: What's actually a good bang for your buck gun? Right.
1: You know, and I do enjoy finding those for people where... I know we would all love to think that, as enthusiasts, they're they're all like us, but that's not the case there are some people that legitimately just want to going to defend themselves and you know they can't see oh I can't see spending $500 on this. Mhm. You know that they, they can't even afford it. Right. You know there are those people there's got to be a good you know option for those people.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. actually dependable and reliable. Right. You know someone comes to me and says you know, tax everything out the door with some defensive ammo. I cannot spend more than X amount. Right. Like, that is all I can afford.
1: Right. Not a dollar more. Like, I, this is it.
0: Like, I, I want to be able to confidently say, yes, this this will work. Right. This will serve you. This will do what you need to do. No bells, no whistles. Basic Betty. This is, this is what you're going to get.
1: Well, and I think that's where, like, I think the canic shines because the price is there the ease of shooting is there. The ease of shooting is where the ST9 falls off. It's a very hard gun to shoot well. Mm-hmm. And even in the stock trim, and the trigger's atrocious.
0: Right. Mechanics um, have such a nice, smooth right.
1: trigger pull. And I would say the G3 is right in the middle of those two. It has, a, you know, a lot of pre-travel. I don't, I personally don't care about pre-travel. It doesn't bother me. Um, you just don't notice it anyway. Right. Especially when you shoot faster. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the G3 as a whole, I think the trigger's actually pretty good.
0: I do. I do think it's very good. I, it is plasticky feeling,
1: but on the flip side, so are the lower end mechanics. Right. I mean, I've picked up Dollar Tree-like squirt guns that feel just as quality as like a lower end mechanic. <laughs> so. But I think Taurus... Is following in the footsteps of Canada. Like, oh, hey, look what they did! Mm-hmm. And they're getting smarter about things, you know, using clock pattern sights, yeah, uh, proper red dot plates.
0: Yeah, oh. i uh, i am I'm pleasantly surprised with the direction that Taurus is going in. If they continue going in that direction and knocking off their less reliable ones, and keep putting out the dependable ones that they have been since the G3C started came out I I think they're on excellent path
1: Mm
0: -hmm. yeah and that is my thoughts on the Taurus (laughs) ding you may turn the cassette over to side B
1: (laughs) B side yeah I uh well that's it, guys. That was uh, the final question. Let us know what you guys think, if you think Taurus has uh, started to turn over a new leaf, if you will. Um, I think they kind of have. Honestly, I think they're going in that direction. Mm-hmm. I mean, are there better options? Yes. You know, there are better guns out there.
0: And that's the thing. There's a difference between you know Budget Gun and Saturday Night Special.
1: Correct and yeah, I
0: mean, I, I, I'm a true believer that a budget gun should still be reliable for you to use it in what you're intending to do.
1: Yeah, I I, I agree.
0: Oh, enough about this Taurus nonsense.
1: I guess you guys should comment and see if I should buy a Taurus. Tell me if I should buy one. Should I buy a G3 and run it through its paces? Maybe do a little EDC love? Maybe compete with one?
0: Oh, okay. I see you well I'm sure that the tourists will make it into the podcast post on Instagram yeah. so drop us some love there let us know what you think also please give us some more questions we absolutely love going through and picking each other's brains and seeing all the different things you guys are concerned with or thinking about as the industry is changing all the time Send us a message on Instagram or Facebook at Laugh and Load. You can shoot us an email at pewtimepodcast at gmail.com.
1: You said all the things. That's it. I said all the things. Great review. We appreciate you guys. Love you and we'll see you next week.
0: Bye.